Leave it all, leave it all, leave it all on the line. You got to leave it all, leave it all, leave it all on the line. Hey Seacast, I am your host, Christy Swadley, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts and the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's go together. In this episode, I interview ex-Olympian, author, and life coach, Danielle Ketterwell. We get deep in our experiences with self-doubt, failing, and how to overcome it. Everyone has struggled with some form of negative self-talk, guys, and it takes a huge toll on your confidence, so it's so important to learn how to overcome that. We share a lot of handy tips within this episode, Seacasters, so I hope you do enjoy. Hello, Danielle. Hello, Christy. Nice to chat with you today. I know. I'm so excited to have you on Yo Balance Co. today. I know the Seacasts are really going to benefit from this episode. Yes, I'm stoked to be here. I can't wait. Yes, yes. So... You've achieved so much within the last couple of years. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So um, I, I want to say my natural habit is to say that I'm lucky, but I know that um, luck is just hard work meets opportunity. So I'm really proud to say that I am an Australian Olympian. Um, and you might be finding that a little bit funny because I know that I'm sure everyone hears my accent, but I, I will explain that definitely. So I am an Olympian. I was a synchronized swimmer on the Australian national team for five years. Um, I went to three world championships, competed um, and retired last Last year and made history as Australia's first fitness duet. And then I'm also an author. I released my book, The Unlikely Olympian. I'm a speaker. I share my story now. And as well, I coach and mentor women to, to go after their dreams because I had a pretty ridiculous story, um, an incredible journey to get me there. And I just have my heart set on fire on letting other women know and, you know, just people in general that they actually can create their reality based on their thoughts and their beliefs and, um, you know, what they believe that they're worth and, and how great their imagination is and how much action they take upon that. Now that's so, so you said that you're a coach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I coach um, women um, and, and men online um, and just really help people change their thoughts and perceptions around um, their life because, you know, I, and I know that you totally resonate with this, like our thoughts create our reality, right? Exactly. Um, and our beliefs create our reality. So it's so important that we know how to change those and adjust them to create the reality that we want. Because the thing is that we are actually constantly manifesting and we're constantly creating our reality. It's sometimes it's just a reality that we don't like. And sometimes mm. it's a reality that we do like. So it's so mm. important to understand like how to, how to control that and adapt mm. it to create the life that we want. Because like everyone is actually capable of that, no matter your background or um, anything that has happened to you, we can use what has happened to us for us mm. in our life. Mm. I love that you say, um, the uh, quote, we create a reality kind of thing. And what was, what, what did you say to yourself that was your reality? And what was that switch kind of thing? Because obviously that's what your um, book, The Unlikely Olympian has a lot to do with it. Could you talk a little bit about that and how that can tie in with um, you creating your reality? Yeah, definitely. So for a long time, I truly like growing up as a teenager, I truly believed that like I would never make anything of myself. And therefore that was what my life would be. Right. Because I, I thought I would make nothing of myself. I thought mm. I really struggle with my self-belief, my self-worth. I struggle mm. with my weight. Um, and I it's, so, like it's cycled, so, right? so common, isn't it? Like it's so ridiculous and everyone subconsciously actually creates their future 
from mm-hmm. their past self. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, like you were saying, they have created their identity. They've created their perception. Everyone is doing it, whether they're aware of it or not. So when did you become aware of it? I started to become aware of it like through sport and being an athlete and, and just kind of in the main, more mainstream sense of like goal setting and mindset, mm. uh, mindset and realizing that if I would create goals and, and create the action, consistent action to go after it, I could actually bring forward into fruition what I wanted to. But so much of it was based on how much I believed in myself in the process. Because if mm. I allowed my self-worth and my confidence to be like shit and at the ground, then you know nothing would come to fruition and I would be upset and then quote unquote, I would fail and I'd feel discouraged. Um, but the more I started to just like put my head up and realize that failures are only learning lessons truly. And they're just stepping stones to get us where we need to be. It really started to change like the perception and projection of my life because I realized like I had this thing in me and I think so many people out there do like, you feel like you have this great life inside of you, right? You don't want to go, you know, live the norm and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, go to a job, um, you know, nine to five, whatever that is. You want to do like what your passion is, what your purpose is. Right. And Mm. you, you believe that that is possible possible, but you need to have that belief to bring it into reality. You can't just wish it right. And you need to take the consistent action along the way. Mm, So you had doubts before you became Olympian. Oh my gosh. So many, so many doubts. What were them doubts? Can you give us an example of what are signs of self-doubt? Totally. So I think self-doubt really comes back to um, limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs that are inside of all of us. So, you know, in my book, I talk about three main limiting beliefs, which, you know, I think everyone's, no matter who you are in the world, they come back to, you know, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, and I'm not capable. Just this thought within us that makes us feel like we can't do anything. And it's, you know, negative thought process, whatever it is. And a lot of people can just resonate with that. And those are created, you know, um, through our life. Those are created, you know, can be passed down sometimes from our parents or situations that have happened to us that make us build this like false identity that we are not capable of what we want to bring forward. Um, And it can even be something as little as someone has said something to you, like, in your childhood, at school, in your class. 100%, 100%. Someone could say something and it can just stick with you. And something that's been really interesting in in finding out in the last few years is, you know, the first zero to seven years of our life completely um, construct our reality. So Dr. Bruce Lipton, he is a, um, he did the study of epigenetics and he found out that our, literally our environment can change our reality. So we can change the projection of our life based on our thoughts. Um, and our thoughts are in the environment of our body. And he also mm-hmm. found the first zero to seven years of our life, our brain is in a theta brainwave state in which that we take on the perceptions of everything around us. And we can have these small circumstances that just stick with us and then go into our subconscious mind, which run 95% of our life. And that subconscious mind can create this self-doubt that, you know, even if we're 20 years old, something that was said to us when we were five yeah. or, you know, six years old, sticks with us. So we feel like we can't go after something. And well, your perception becomes your self-talk, doesn't it? And your self-talk, you totally. you listen to totally. daily. And what you mm-hmm. listen to, what you are surrounded by, that literally becomes you. 
Oh my gosh. It's so true. And you know, a lot of the signs of self-doubt are just the fact that like you question yourself, yeah. you don't believe in yourself. You know, you, you might have something that you want to bring to fruition, but you don't tell anyone about it. You keep it to yourself. And one of the greatest ways to start to change that is like to declare what you want, you know, creating goals out loud, sharing with people, having accountability partners, having mm-hmm. vision boards, stuff like that, that actually makes you kind of say it out loud to the universe. So you actually have to bring it to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all of the, those signs of self-doubt just come back to this fear inside of us, this fear that we, you know, are not enough based on our limiting beliefs and that we're going to fail. But like I said, like we need to, especially in the part of this, this reality, this world needs to change our, you know, definition of failure because really it is just a learning lesson. And some of the greatest greats in the world have failed thousands of times. Well, the most successful people have actually failed the most because they're the ones that are trying to attempt new things. Do you know what I mean? And it's about attempting new things, which is going to create the growth. And when you're changing, when you're attempting all these different things, you're going to fail because you've never been in that position before. So how do you know how to react? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I heard recently, like, you know, the the Dyson vacuum, like the Epic vacuum that everyone Mm, loves, like that guy had five yeah, he, he had 5,000 prototypes before he had the successful Dyson vacuum that we all know now. And like, imagine if he gave up at 4,999, mm-hmm. you know, he, we wouldn't have this like epic vacuum and like now hairdryer. <laughs> I find we all hear stories like that. You know, we always hear that, oh, they kept pushing through and they kept doing that. And there's obviously mm-hmm. a reason why there's some pushing through and there's some isn't. And I think it comes down to what we're speaking about before, perception and your self-talk. So, for example, Mm. maybe this guy who created the Dyson, he didn't have people doubting him around him. So that definitely comes into play. So I, I understand that we can talk about stuff like this, but what the listeners need to understand is our environment is everything. So if you have people around you who are not supportive, mm. who are not actually pushing you through that, then that's what you need to look at because 100% that matters because this guy, he probably had such a supportive girlfriend or something that was really helping him push through mm-hmm. his own self-doubt. So you need to look mm. at like your environment, yourself talk so many other things totally you focus on actually pushing through because pushing through is kind of like the action but you need to think about everything else in between that so the fundamentals so like I said your environment self talk they are the most important things And I think like what, you know, as well, like that Dyson guy, he might not have had the most ideal environment to start with, um, but he chose to change his environment. And I think that's what we forget. Like our physical environment, we can actually surround ourselves with people that support us. And Mm -hmm. we can also surround ourselves with thoughts that support us because, Mm -hmm. you know, it might not always naturally come to us because I'm sure people are going to say, you know, well, I don't have someone supportive around me. And, you know, that's fair. But the beautiful thing about the world that we're living in is there are actually so many people out there that want to cheer you on that want to help you get to that freaking goal you know and you can find those communities online if you don't have them in like physical um you know representation like i'm sure your c tribe you know you guys are supportive of each other and then as well like choosing to change those thoughts along the way because unfortunately a lot of our default is negative thoughts but it's becoming aware of those negative thoughts and then choosing to change them into positive thoughts every single time and it takes work you know sometimes for people it can be hard but it's so freaking worth it Yeah, like you said, it takes work and it takes things to change. So I wanted to kind of go back a little bit, backtrack on the environment and why that is so important. So little um, tip that I can give my CPAS is when you are changing your environment, I have been in a position where my environment wasn't really bringing value to my happiness or my life or the direction that I wanted to go. And 
in order to kind of create a new environment, you have to be okay with actually being alone and loving your own environment oh first. How important is that? So important. That is so true. Yeah. And yeah. I think that some people think like people are afraid of being alone, but there's a difference between aloneness and loneliness. Exactly. And aloneness is actually like becoming really comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that you're the bomb and like mm-hmm. you're going to be with yourself to the end of your life. So you mm-hmm. might as well enjoy your own company exactly. and you know, you, you can project, you know, the trajectory of your life. So choosing to be okay in that aloneness and it's not, it, it cannot be, it doesn't have to be loneliness. And yeah. loneliness is where you feel like you need other people to fulfill you. You need other people to make you actually feel whole. And that also comes back to like working through that shit, that those limiting beliefs that exist in all of us that we can all change. I was definitely like that in the past. I found that I would hang around my friends just for the sake of not being alone. But I had so many people around me, but I still felt so lost and so alone. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I kind of took myself out of that. Actually, in my last podcast, I spoke about, in my last episode, I spoke about the importance of distancing yourself from others for your own self-love. If you find that you are reliant on others for happiness, for growth, for anything, I think it is time to kind of self-reflect and sit back and be like, okay, what can I do here? Can I, how can I take myself out of this situation? You need to look at the bigger picture because like, like what we were talking about before, your perception is everything. So if you're going to be afraid of putting yourself out of this position about being around others and you're going to, you think you're going to feel lonely, you're afraid you have so much fear towards it. I think you should do it. If you're having fear of being mm. alone and being and having your own company, if you are, fearful of your own company you actually that's exactly what you need (laughs) is your own company if you're someone who you are fearful of your own company that's exactly what you need and for me I had to I hated my own company I hated being alone and I had to learn to love my own company and it wasn't until a year of that so guys be ready for patience because sometimes it can take a while sometimes a few weeks sometimes a year for me it was a year and it was a year of loving myself and a year of actually um, allowing myself to just be alone and be okay with that. Mm. And it was, it was tough. These changes, these journeys, they are tough. A lot of people say that, you know, making these shifts or getting outside of your comfort zone, they don't actually talk about how shit it can be. And it yeah, was shit. Definitely. That year, yeah, that year of being alone for myself was so shit, but it's only just benefited my entire life. And you've got to look at things yeah. in the bigger picture. Mm. And I think we're living in, you know, a world where a lot of people want that instant gratification. So in the sense that we hang out with our friends, because in that moment, it makes us feel good. But then afterwards, we realize how it might have made us feel really lonely in the environment that we're in. And kind of realizing that it's not about, you know, if we can shift away from the instant gratification and walk towards, okay, what is going to make me feel good in the long term? And maybe that is shifting my environment and spending more time alone, even if it's uncomfortable. And I like that you said it was hard because like, you know, sometimes people don't talk enough about that. It can be hard, but if you want to make changes in your life, like you're going to have to make some hard decisions. And like, if you want to grow it, you can't live in your comfort zone. You need going to need to push yourself out and it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, but it is like, it is so freaking worth it at the end of the day. Like, and I'm sure that you can attest to that. Like I'm sure you're so glad that you had that year by yourself because you wouldn't be where you are now if you didn't have that. Yes, 100%. And that does, again, come down to self-belief. Like if you implement certain habits in your day-to-day life to believe in yourself more, to 
um, have less doubt and to focus on the good things that you can do, you're more inclined to then be able to push past these barriers. So could you mm. give um, the CCAST any kind of like advice on what they can do daily to implement more self-belief? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think a few of the things, like we said, like environment, a hundred percent, really, really powerful, the environment of our mind. So our thoughts, um, in the sense of, you know, switching those negative thoughts and it first starts from coming and having the self-awareness around, okay, maybe I realize that I'm like talking really shit to myself right now, but how can I, you know, at least first of all, have the self-awareness that I know that that's going on. And then when those thoughts start to arise, um, work on just switching them. Like even yeah, if catch them sure in that guys, moment. That is the most powerful. Definitely catch them. Catch them in the moment. moment. Yeah. And then, you know, breaking through them with like something like an affirmation, like in the sense of like, not nah, that, oh, that's not true. Or, you know, I am enough. Like, I know that I'm capable of doing this. And something that can really help in the sense of that is like looking to your past and saying, you know, if you're afraid of doing something, look to your past and give yourself validation for something that you might have accomplished in the past that's going to help mm. you in the future. Because sometimes we need that proof. So it's good to like look back in that positive sense to help us project ourselves forward. Mm. And then beyond that, like I said, our environment. Like, you know, if not, it, maybe you can't shift your friend group right now, but you can find like a group online and there are so many like online, you know, forums, Facebook groups, whatever you want that are going to support you in, you know, wherever you want to go. So finding that tribe of people is going to be so crucial. And if you so can like find an accountability partner mm -hmm. as well, like if, even if it's not in person, like find somebody that, that you message and just be like, cool. Like today was really hard, but like, I'm going to like show up and go to the gym anyway. Or, you know, like I feel really crap right now, but I'm choosing to like have, you know, eat well because I know in the long term it's going to make me feel good. So having those decisions and, and based on, you know, your environment and, and choosing your environment around you is so important. And then something else that really helps as well is, you know, connecting to your why, like, why do you want to actually make a difference? Because if you don't know why, and if you don't have a why, then you're not actually going to feel as driven to do anything. Right. And so your why could, could you give us an example of a why Daniel? So like, I, I hear this a lot, but I never actually hear the examples of what a why could be. And it can be can, quite confusing to someone who is just recently exposed to what a why is. So could you give us an example? Yeah. It's a why is just a deep burning feeling inside of you that you um, believe in something greater, truly. So for me, you know, my why when I set off, I moved to Australia in 2014 to go on this impossible journey to try and make the Olympic team, you know, coming from Canada. And my why inside me was to prove to myself really that I was good enough and to prove to myself that I was capable. And whatever I did every single day, it was just to prove to myself that I was actually capable. It wasn't actually about the Olympics. And a lot of us that I can achieve something and that comes back to you know that feeling state a why really connects us to the feeling state of mm -hmm. feeling good like feeling blissful because all of us truly like all of us desire that whatever we do we're doing it to make us feel good but sometimes we do it to make us feel good in the short term which isn't actually going to feed us in the long term you know so you know, give us an example of that um, an example of, you know, the feeling state that you're wanting. Well, yeah, you, short -term? You, yeah you were saying, I find that so interesting because it is 100% so true that mm -hmm. a lot of us, we could be chasing the short term kind of, um, feeling of happiness of endorphins. How do we know the difference between a short term, um, like release compared to a long term beneficial feeling? Mm -hmm. Because short term isn't something that we should actually be striving for. 
How do we know the difference? Yeah. It just, it comes from a, a feeling inside of yourself. I would say when you are at the end of the day and you look back on the decisions that you made and you say, am I proud of the decisions that I made today for myself to project me forward on a path that makes me happy, you know, and even asking yourself, you know, at the end of the day, are the decisions that I made today going to help me be that ideal version of myself? Are they bringing value to your goals and your future? Are they bringing value? And a lot of the time, like I say this, and this can be a bit intense for some people, but this really helps me. Like if I'm on my deathbed, am I going to look back and be proud of the decisions that I made? You know, and sometimes like this is where like sometimes people can get like crazy as well because they're like, oh my God, like I never want to, you know, if we're talking about food, oh my God, I never want to eat anything like unhealthy. I'm never going to eat like a piece of chocolate or anything like that. I'm like on your deathbed, are you going to be stressing that you ate a piece of chocolate on like the 26th of January, 2018? Like no one's going to mm-hmm. care. But in the long term, you know, if you do that and you have unhealthy habits for a long period of time, you're going to be on your deathbed and ask yourself, you know, why didn't I make a change sooner? So kind of pro- projecting yourself forward in your life, you know, visualizing what a future self would look like if you looked back and asked yourself, am I proud of the decisions that I've made? And that's really helps me and like all of the things, you know, that I've wanted to go after. Cause sometimes it can be scary. Sometimes it can be hard, but I look forward and go, is this worth it, worth it in the long term? And those decisions that can be difficult in the short term are always freaking worth it in the long term. And mm. I think that comes back to as well. Like another thing that can really help people is if we get overwhelmed in the process of, you know, we, we have this big goal that we want to go after, right? We have a shift that we want to make. We want to achieve something, which is awesome. And sometimes people can get so overwhelmed and terrified because they, they only focus on the big picture, right? So they, you know, you say um, you have a vision board or, you know, for your example, like you want to hit like 150, 200,000 followers on YouTube or subscribers on YouTube. If you just wake up every day and you say at 10,000 and you focus on, oh my God, I need to get 150,000 subscribers. Like that's really overwhelming, but you, we need to focus on the little steps in the process. The you know, keep, but yeah, I always yeah. forget how important it is to make little um, daily goals and set little milestones totally. every single day. Give your mind yeah. that sense of achievement on the reg because then you, then it's kind of like you create more self-belief with achieving mm. more. Kind of like yes, tricking the mind. So true. Because the yeah. mind doesn't actually know the difference between a small or big goal. It just knows the difference between achieving and failing. So allow yeah. yourself to feel that sense of achievement on the reg because it just comes down to you, your rules, your perception. Because everyone mm. makes rules in what they need to do daily in order to feel happy or successful. Mm. Everyone makes their yeah. rules. And literally we oblige by them every single day. So lower your standards, lower your rules. If you're <laughs> someone who literally, that's something. Yeah, that, no, it's true though. It's so true. <laughs> oh, like we have all these rules every single day in um, what we need to do and what we need to say and what we need to achieve in order to feel happy. If you're someone who you're not feeling happy and you're really struggling at life, lower your rules, lower your motherfucking standards because I promise yeah. it does help. It really does because yeah. we, are, we are hard on ourselves, and that's when a lot of self-doubt can come into play. If you yeah. are, yeah, if you're someone who you have a lot of expectations and you are hard on yourself and you're constantly pushing yourself, but you're not allowing yourself to feel happy, to feel achieved. Like, yes, it's cool to hustle. Yes, it's cool to work hard and, you know, go to the gym and have um, like a perfect routine. But if you're not actually feeling satisfied and happy from that, then maybe your standards and your rules are way too high for you to be achieving every single day. Yes. 
That's so true. And like, like you said, like as celebrate the small wins, like even if, you know, you say you had a to-do list or something that you wanted to accomplish this week and you didn't accomplish a couple things, like let's switch our mind to focus on the things that you did do than the things that you didn't do. We're so quick to, you know, jump to the negative. Like, let's be like, oh my gosh, I got all, you know, five things of these, this done. Like, I'm so freaking proud of that. And as well, like, like, you know, you were saying, it's so important that we stay in our own lane and don't compare because when we start to compare ourselves, that's when we can go back into that negative Nancy mindset, right? And think that, oh God, like what I did, did isn't as good as like Sally down the road because she did so much more than me. Like we need to remember that we are like sovereign beings and we can only control our own life. And like, if we go into the comparison judgment mindset, that's only going to have a detriment to us long-term. And that's really hard. I think it's also important to accept that there's always going to be someone better than you. Do you know what I mean? There's always going to be someone who's more talented, who knows how to take photos, who can swim better. There's always going to be someone who can do something better and just accept that. And like you said, stay in your own mother licking lane. Yeah. And like, that's also really good because imagine if there was, you know, some people, (laughs) it's good to have those people that are better than you because you have something to strive towards. Like, I think people, you know, we need as a society, we need to remember that a lot of our joy and happiness actually comes from the pursuit and not the accomplishment. And once we switch our like love of life and what we're doing to the process of what we're doing and not just the accomplishment at the end of the day, like that is going to be a massive mindset mindset shift for everyone because that's when we start to love life and that's what we start to like actually thrive at what we're doing as well and it allows us to have more joy because sometimes if people do get to the top they get complacent or they get bored like imagine if it was you were the best in the world and you had nowhere else to grow like a lot of our joy comes out of actually growing and I know Tony Robbins says like you're either growing or you're dying which is like a bit cra- like morbid but it's so true like if you think of a plan it's either growing or it's not and if it's not it's dying and when we're growing we actually feel better about ourselves even if it's just taking those little steps every single day and focusing on the small wins in the process yeah exactly and like with other people if you're um comparing yourself to others rather than using that to like um like make you feel doubtful and to belittle yourself use that as inspiration there's yes two things in life that get us to move forward and grow it's either inspiration or desperation So, and the thing is, we don't really have a choice. Sometimes we're in a position in life where we're desperate for growth. We need to change. I was in a position in my life where I was desperate. I had to get out of the, my mindset I was in. I went through a mental illness that made me feel a certain way. And I was desperate to get out of that. And then a lot of people, they use inspiration to get out of that. You know, they want to start going to the gym more. So they screenshot fitness models on their phone. It comes down to your perception on it. If you're allowing your mind to see these people who are killing it, to put yourself down and to compare yourself, that's on you. Use these people as inspiration. You like, And, you know, also, like, I'm all about girl power. Do you know what I mean? If someone's killing totally. it, accept that, acknowledge that, and say it out loud, wow, they're killing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I definitely have struggled with self-doubt 100% and I've definitely struggled with comparing myself, especially within the industry Mm -hmm. that I'm in. You know, everyone is trying to be, you know, the best YouTuber and everyone is trying to take the best photo and work with the best brands. And with my career, it's so hard. It really is because you're constantly seeing others in that industry who are killing it. So um, Mm -hmm. self-doubt is something that I do struggle with and comparing myself is definitely something I struggle with. But I've kind of over the years 
um, matured a little bit in the sense of being able to just accept that, that people are going to be better and also just own that that person's killing it. I say that loud. I'm like, wow, but like I, good on them, you know, good on them. So it's about using that as inspiration. You know, I'll put these influencers who I look up to, who are, inspire me on my bloody vision board, you know, like I look, I look at their photos now to be inspired, not to put myself down. And that is something mm. that you can shift your mindset doing. Just like what um, Danielle and I were talking about before, guys, switch your mindset yeah. in that moment. You know, if you're having a negative thought about someone, about yourself, be able to acknowledge that and then switch it in that moment. So it's going to feel fake. It's going to feel like it's silly. It's going to feel like it's not working. It's going to feel like the thought that you're swapping that out with is is a lie but the thing is it's going to feel stupid the first couple of times it is going to feel like it is a lie because you are doing something that you're not used to doing but it's about getting over that and just um being consistent with it and making that a new pattern for yourself to do to switch that thinking and before danielle you said something about affirmations you know swapping the negative um thoughts that you were having with affirmations so for those who don't know what affirmations are, Danielle, could you kind of touch base a little bit on what they are and what they can look like for um, everyone listening? Yeah, um, affirmations are really powerful. Have you used them in your life, Christy? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I think a lot of people that, um, kind of have the, yeah, have, have had the progress that you have and myself have used affirmations and and, you know, uh, something to remember guys is like, if there's people that you look up to, like, listen to the steps that they took on their journey, because, you know, a lot of people have done similar things in life. So affirmations are stuff that we've done, but this also, you know, worked for thousands and millions of people out there. So they're really just positive statements about yourself, you know, and, and in a very basic form, like if we, if, you know, a lot of the common limiting beliefs or self doubt in us is I'm not enough. I'm not capable. I'm worthy. Just taking the not out of that and saying, mm. I am enough. Mm. I am capable and I'm worthy or a lot of, for a lot of women, it can be like, I am beautiful. Like I am hot. Like I am freaking awesome. Like I look amazing. And like you said, sometimes you're not going to believe it at first. And Mm. you know, you, you, you won't, but you need to keep saying that to yourself because you think if you've had, you know, however, 20 years of saying those negative thoughts to yourself or 15 or whatever, it's going to take time to rewire those pathways in your brain to say positive things. So we need to, first of all, create the awareness that that's coming up and second of all stop those thoughts in their past and create kind of like create a new habit with um positive thinking towards yourself and i just wanted to add with these affirmations make sure that they resonate with you if you're just saying mm. i am pretty i am happy they don't yeah they have no meaning affirmations it's important to have words with meaning so for me for example yeah. one of my affirmations is i am free because for me i spent a lot of my years feeling trapped in my own head so when I repeated these affirmations, I only have four. I keep it simple. When I repeat these affirmations, I actually picture what that word looks like for me. So mine are, mm. I am free, I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy. Because these four things, I know that they're just words to some, but for me, they have meaning. And with these meaning comes actual visions and pictures that I create in my head whilst repeating this. So that is something that is so important. So I hear the word affirmation, I hear the word positive thinking a lot, but what you've got to understand is if you want this shit to work, it's got to mean something to you. It's not just words. Which is your why. Exactly. It's got to have a feeling. It's got to have um, Mm. a vision. 
you know, for you to actually, for you to feel something from this and for you to get deep into it, you're going to have to vision, you're going to have to have a little bit of imagination in what this actually looks like for you. And then, like you said, implement it within your every single day life. Yeah. Be able to swap your negative thinking with the affirmations that mean something to you. And something that can really help as well is like, and I challenge you guys to do this. It can be hard. Like go and say them the words that, you know, the affirmations that resonate with you, go and say them and look at yourself in the eyes, in the mirror. It can be intense. Like I've done this before and cried looking at myself, you know, cause it can be powerful. A lot of ourselves, a lot of us can avoid our reflection or when we do see our reflection, we criticize ourselves. So looking at our reflection and saying positive things is really powerful. And then number two as well. And this is something that I legit did before I walked out at the Olympic games and world championships is like the superhero stance because our physicality can represent and change our emotional state. So when you're saying these statements, like put your chest up, put your mm. shoulders back, put your chin up. Like it's hundred percent acting confident is so, so important. Like when you shake someone's hand, hold it hard, look them in the eyes, you know, your mm. body language really does make a huge difference when it comes to your um your thoughts your emotions yeah and 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 something that like I did in sport, like if throughout my whole sport is, and I say this in a, in a sense, I said, fake it till you make it, but I don't mean being fake. I mean, pretending that I am confident, pretending that I am capable and all of those things in the moments when I don't feel it, because the more we actually, you know, quote unquote, pretend the more that we're having it becomes your habit and then it becomes your reality, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, people, you might be like, Oh my God, I don't know how she's so confident. You know, she might just be like pretending, which I say is just like stepping into that higher, better version of yourself, like stepping into that dream you and just embodying it. And then you're going to get to a day when you realize that you don't have to pretend anymore because that is your reality and and you are being the authentic version of you and the greatest freaking version of you. Exactly. See, Cass, what you guys got to understand is no one was born confident and no one was born with lack of confidence. It is created through habit and certain experiences and, um, you know, um, like conversations that have happened in your life. So if you can, you can swap that right now. Just because within your past you weren't confident doesn't mean right now and your future self um, isn't going to be confident. It's all about making them habits right now to make you feel confident. And like you said, Danielle, fake it till you make it. If you're someone who you lack confidence, you lack self-belief. You actually need to fake having that. Uh, something for me that is important, body language. Like I t- spoke about before, when I do introduce myself to someone, I make sure that my head is held high, I'm smiling, I look them in the eyes, I shake their hand hard. I actually had someone compliment me, a guy compliment me on my handshake. He was like, wow, that's firm. And the thing is, mm. when you yeah, when you interact with people, it is so important to to be confident in that area, to believe in yourself because then others believe in you. If you're doubting yourself, those around you are going to doubt in you and then that is just feeding that self-doubt. So it's all about creating the habits right now that are going to make you yeah. feel mother and powerful. Totally. And I think like, like you said, I love that you said like no one was born confident or unconfident. Like these are learned habits. And I think that, you know, just like, you know, when you get to a certain point and you've accomplished some stuff, sometimes people like to separate you and they, I, you know, they might say this to you and they've said this to me in the sense of like, oh, well you can do that because you're this person or you can do that because you're an Olympian or like, no, no, we weren't like that girlfriend. Like we struggled, you know, this, yeah. we chose to, mm. you know, create those positive pathways. We chose to 
be confident even when it didn't feel like it. Like, you know, this might not have been the path or the trajectory of our life if we didn't make those constant small decisions and those small steps along the way to work on ourselves and to choose something better for ourselves because like we deserve it and everyone freaking deserves it. Like this isn't just meant for the special people. Like I want people to know, I think especially, you know, with influencer culture and stuff like that sometimes, which I think is amazing because there's so many beautiful people out there really making shifts in the world that people like say, oh, well, there's already too many of them or like, you know, there's already enough people living this or there's already too many people doing that. They're like, there's enough freaking space for all of us guys. Like, you know, seven billion people on this planet. We have, you know, a world that we want to have a positive shift in and you're going to start to make ripples in your area of your world when you start to make positive changes. Exactly. Just because there's so many doctors doesn't mean that people aren't starting to be doctors. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I legitimately said that like a, a couple weeks ago, like no one ever says, Oh, well, we already have enough doctors. Like we don't need any more. Like, of exactly. course we do. You know? yeah. And it's just the same with every single thing. And like something that you might notice as well, which is so freaking cool. Like once you start to have these positive changes and, and um, change these pathways in your brain and like have effects in your life, it's really cool to see the other people in your life, you know, ha- start to learn from you and start to make positive changes as well. Like I, you know, I'm sure you might've noticed that some of your friends have like taken on your advice and seeing actual things come to fruition in their life. So you can make, you know, ripples in your warm, warm circle of people, even if you don't have thousands of followers, because it isn't just about that is actually just about making the difference by being the person that you are and changing the people in your world. Mm. And again, that is just creating um, more habits and more daily little rituals that you're doing and implementing to then bring value to that influence that you want to bring or that positive Um, way of thinking so it's about just changing things that you do every single day that's all that's all it comes down to the little the little things so again you're gonna feel uncomfortable and you're gonna fail a hundred percent yeah danielle have you ever failed before Oh my God. So many times <laughs> failed so many times. Like I was the girl back in, you know, years ago where I didn't even make the provincial team in, in Canada. Like, so the provincial is province is like a state. I didn't make the team, um, at, at all. And then I went on in 2016 to compete at the Olympic games. Like, you know, that was a failure, but it didn't hold me back. It I didn't use it to be like, Oh God, well, this is proof that I'm, you know, I'm not enough. I was just like, okay, no, that was just a learning lesson. And one of the greatest things that you can do if you quote unquote feel like you have failed is to choose to reflect on it and learn from it and ask yourself, okay, well, what could I have done better in this situation? And what did I already do really well that I'm freaking proud of? Because each of those little like steps or fall downs are just learning lessons for us to get up and take a bigger leap next time, you know, and it's so important for us to not just like avoid it and walk away, but actually reflect on it and be like, okay, what could I have done better? What did I do already do? Awesome. So focus on the, you know, both sides of that equation as well to project you forward. And like in other circumstances that I failed, like, you know, and in my speaking, like I tried to start like a few different companies and stuff like that, that didn't work, but that's led to me doing what I do I'm doing now, which is like, you know, speaking around Australia, um, and, you know, having written a book and having been like a, a Olympic athlete and an Australian athlete for five years, like that, I wouldn't have this level of accomplishment, which I'm proud of, or this ability to live in this life that I am now, if I didn't have those failures along the way. And like, when you look back, you know, 
you know, I'm so grateful for them. Like I, if I had a magic wand, I would not take away anyone's failures because they make you who you are and they add to your, you know, that your persistence and your perseverance and the grit in your life that you have to, you know, work towards what you want in your life. And it feels so much more satisfying when you didn't get it instantly. Right. Because if we, again, if we go back to that instant gratification, it doesn't actually feel as good, but when we work towards it through those small daily habits and through changing those patterns and having those positive thinking and, and starting to change our environment, like it feels so good when Mm. we start to bring forward what we desire. A hundred percent. So something that I did want to kind of give the Ccast is little like tips and things that they can implement daily and just like stuff that they're really going to take away from this podcast. So one of them is how can they learn to be okay with failure? What can they do? Mm, I think one of the greatest ways is to, if you look at self-reflection and I'm sure like self-awareness is so powerful. If you look back at past failures, look at the benefits of it that have given you the life that you have now, you know, look at the positive sides of those failures. Like what have you learned from that? Because, you know, if I didn't have all those failures, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today because I needed to learn those lessons along the way. So when we start to, you know, have those quote unquote negative events and look at them in the positive way into what they added to our lives, we start to see that, Oh, it's actually okay. And then when we fail, we start to get up quicker and just keep moving forward. And then instead of them feeling like big, you know, gut gut punches, um, they just feel like little trips along the way and you get better at standing back up over and over and over again. And then you just keep going forward on the path that you want to go. And I feel like that's like one of the most powerful ways that you can start to switch that belief of what failure is. Exactly. And with our past, with our journeys, you know, it's led us to where we are right now. And what, what has happened, it is right because it has happened. Really, like there is no wrong or right. If you're here right now, that's it's happened for a reason kind of thing. So your, your failures have helped you get to this point, whether you're aware of it or not. So I feel like um, really reflecting on them and where they brought you now is so important to learn to be okay with failure. Yeah. And realize the like power that it's brought in your life and like how much good it has brought to you. Cause I think so many of us just focus on the negative. We're like, Oh, we failed. So therefore, you know, it led to this, this and that, but like, Oh my gosh, if you didn't fail, you wouldn't have all of these beautiful things in your life that exist right now. Or even just learning. Like Like, you don't need to even achieve anything from it. You've just learned something. Just learning. Knowledge is power. Yes, girl. A hundred percent. So um, lastly, three words of advice to give to our C-casters who may be struggling with any form of like self-doubt. Mm. First of all, I'm sending you love because um, yeah, just sending love out to the world, to all of you. And, and a few things that I give you to take away to start to shift that is to, like we said before, connect to that why, that feeling state. You know, if you don't know what your why is, it could just be to be feeling really good about every day in the long term or just loving yourself, you know, connect to why you want to make a difference in your self-doubt. Because the thing is, I think like with anything in life, unless you you want to make a change, nothing is going to happen. No matter how much everyone else would push on you, if you, you need to take the steps yourself because no one else can change your life, but you, you know, so connect to the, what you want and the why behind it. So you can move towards that direction and then work on shifting your environment. You know, maybe that means having that aloneness. Maybe that means spending less time around the friends that don't actually make you feel really good at the end of the day. And then connect to a positive community, whether it be online or whether it be in person, like, 
Like there's so many things out there now for you to start to feel uplifted. And if you can find an accountability partner that helps you on the path that you want to go, whether it be health and fitness, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it be arts and crafts, whatever it is, find someone that is going to keep you accountable, um, you know, online or in person. And then remember about this day to day, the small steps, like we said, the small wins, like have that, if you have that dream, you know, have it on your vision board and look at it every day, but focus on what you need to do tomorrow, what you need to do next week, next month, you know, and those small little steps along the way to get you there, because we need to keep our head down at each step, even though we had the light at the end of the tunnel and along the way, like celebrate those freaking small wins along the way, because those are like, like you said, the little little accomplishments that give us that little dopamine hit that make us feel like we've done something good. And we start to continue to change those thought patterns and help us on the trajectory of life. And, you know, as well, like with environment too, you know, environment is also learning. So keep listening to podcasts like this or other ones that are going to make you feel good, you know, mm. and, you know, start to swish and, and switch your decisions in your life. Um, you know, maybe you're spending less time watching Netflix or um, some of the shows that don't make you feel good and start watching some inspirational stuff or start filling your spare time instead of scrolling with listening to a really good podcast or reading a book or like having a good conversation like that, with a friend. Honestly, they make the hugest difference because yeah. like what we're talking about before it's just little things that you can implement in your day-to-day life that are going to yeah. feed positive thinking and that's literally what it comes down to like you said mm. podcasts what you see on social media literally the pages mm. that you are scrolling through and looking at that yeah. i think that's what people forget like we actually curate our social media so if you can follow people that make you feel good as well you know start to unfollow the people that don't make you feel good and there's a ton of freaking amazing people out there doing stuff that you're going to resonate with so curate your feed you know mm. i realized that for a while too i was like oh my gosh i'm following all these people that don't make me feel good because of whatever reason and i started to change that and now like i go on my phone when i choose to and I'm actually like inspired and I feel good. And that's me having a positive change of my environment every single day, you know, like making all, those small changes. We all have the same app and we all feel something <laughs> different from it. And it just comes down to yeah. one, your perception, but also the accounts that you're following and what you're surrounding yourself with. So that you're in control of that guys, 100%. Yeah. So don't allow anyone to take that power away because you're in control of that. A hundred percent. I totally agree. And you know, another one that I like as well is like, I put my affirmations, you can put them, you know, um, you know, ones that really connect to you on, on my phone screensaver or on my vision board, or I write them down in my journal at the end of the day. Like I, I journal and, um, you know, some people have resistance to that, but it's also really powerful, you know, creating that space in your day. And I, I put them on my phone. So every time I look at my phone, I'm like, okay, I am a successful speaker. I am a powerful woman in this world, you know, stuff like that. So just give me the constant reminder like suffocate and surround yourself with positive thinking with like positive do you know what i mean like just if it's gonna change your way of thinking if it's going to change how you think about yourself then do it suffocate yourself in it overdo it yes 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 100 percent. i agree (laughs) already danielle i've already taken some amazing tips from our little podcast so thank you so so much And I hope the C-Cast who are listening did take some things on board from this. You are amazing, babe. So thank you so much. If anyone anyone wanted to um, go look at your socials, what exactly are they? 
Yeah, you can follow me at Danielle Kettlewell underscore. Um, you can also, if you guys want to check out my book, it's The Unlikely Olympian. You can grab it on Amazon. Um, and um, if you want to, you know, work with me to start to change these things, like I have a program coming up called The Clarity Code, helping you bring to fruition, you know, the dreams in your life because everyone wants to um, live a life that they love. And I want to help everyone do that because I did it. And now I want to like pave the pathway for other people. So, um, you know, even if it's just for some daily inspiration, you can come follow me on Instagram and, and just let me share the love in, in my life with you because we all deserve that. And also thank you, Christy. Um, I, for, you know, I, I always love to do this on podcasts. Like you're doing amazing stuff in the world and making positive changes in people's lives and giving them practical stuff to take away. And that is so powerful in a world where, you know, a lot of things can just be way up in the air. So having like little things that people can do every day is so tangible and practical for people to actually make shifts in their lives. So like, thank you for what you do and the way that you do it and the person that you are, cause you're awesome. Um, girl, <laughs> stop. I love love you you can come on anytime okay cool i'll see you again (laughs) yeah anyway guys thank you so much for tuning on this episode i will see you in our next one bye guys see ya